0: Hi, everyone. As you know, April is Autism Awareness Month, and as we continue to raise autism awareness and promote autism acceptance and inclusion in our communities, although it may look a bit different from now, I wanted to feature yet another autism advocate. This week's episode features guest Erin Clements. Erin is an awesome young woman on the autism spectrum. When she's not working, she's volunteering and helping others. She graduated from college last year and is interested in pursuing a career in dog training. She's an absolute pleasure to speak with and full of so much knowledge and insight. Stay tuned to hear her story. And I will give you a little bit of a forewarning in that I am recording in the open today. Um, So you may hear my son's voice in the background. So I apologize in advance. But his voice is the sweetest thing I've ever heard (laughs) in my life. So um, stay tuned and uh, hope you enjoy this podcast. Thanks so much. Welcome to My Autism Tribe, an organization of advocates that are educating, supporting, and empowering those in our communities. We are one voice made stronger. I'm your host, Susan Scott. Today we're providing a stronger voice to another powerful autism advocate, Erin Clements. She's a public speaker and author of a book called I Have Asperger's. So let's give a warm welcome to this delightful young woman. Erin, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Well, I have spent some time looking through your website and... And as we talked a little bit offline beforehand, you are also um, a guest contributor, writer on The Mighty, and mm-hmm. it's, I think that's been a wonderful platform for so many people, and um, myself included, and there are several articles that you've written on there, and so I really wanted to spend some time doing some digging on just how awesome you are, and, <laughs> It was very easy to find all of the awesome stuff that that you've been doing and contributing to the autism community. So first and foremost, thank you so much for that. Oh
1: well, like I said, you know, if, if there's anything I can do to help people, you know, that's my pleasure to do it. So
0: that's awesome. Well, I want everyone to hear a little bit of your backstory. Um, it's really important to me, anyway, and and others have mentioned that. We get to know the person a a little better about kind of how the whole autism spectrum diagnosis came to be and what your journey has been. So can you share with everyone a little bit about your just who Aaron is and and what you're doing today?
1: Sure. So um, I was actually. Uh, originally diagnosed, um, I was officially diagnosed, I should say, when I was about 15 years old. So it was a late diagnosis. Okay. Um, but it was back in like 2005 or so, um, and so that's you know, it wasn't as well known, and that's probably one of the reasons why it took so long. Um, another reason being the fact that you know, as as you're sitting here with me now, like you can you know tell I'm I'm pretty you know, able to hold a conversation. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people just couldn't even, you know, pick out any issues that were happening. Um, but uh, I, I did receive diagnosis um, around 15, and uh, middle and high school were very difficult for me. Um, but, uh, like, once I got through that time, um, it was, you know, I, I just wanted to help others um, because... I had been waiting so long and struggling so long and asking for support um, where I needed it, and people just weren't listening because they, they didn't see any issues right away. Mm. Um, it was all more internal. So, I ended up uh, starting a website, um, which was more of a blog, and it was about what my life was like every day um, on the spectrum, just, you know, my personal um, views and, and experiences, um, and that blog eventually got turned into a book, and I was able to self-publish that. So, that was called I Have Asperger's. Uh-huh. Um, and after that, I just realized, you know, I, I'm an advocate. You know, I, I need to continue to to help others, you know, the way I wish I had to help when I was younger. Um, so, I've, you know, done many presentations and, you know, radio interviews, um, written articles for The Mighty, uh, just all this, you know, all these different things that, you know, I really wanted to get that information out there. And and the idea is, you know, I, I can't speak for anybody else but myself because, you know, you've met one person on the spectrum. You've met one person. Right. Um, so it, it's, you know, I'm always you know, trying to make sure I'm respectful of that idea because I wish that other people would do that for me as well. Um, but I, I, I'm just, you know, as much as I can. I try to help others. And right now, um, I am at a point where I have graduated from college, but I didn't quite go in the path that I thought I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so, I am, my, my biggest wish right now is to become a dog trainer.
0: That's awesome. Uh,
1: because I'm I'm just a huge animal lover, too. So,
0: <laughs> so that's really cool that, Uh, You want to be a dog trainer. Now, do you yourself have a dog?
1: Um, I had one growing up. Um, Her name was Sadie, which is uh, where the Sadie part comes from, my uh, uh, social media name. Um, But she did pass away several years ago, um, actually right when I was uh, moving out of my parents' house. Um, And, you know, she'll always be, you know, my dog. Um, But... I, I do someday. I would love to get another one. Um, until then, I actually do a lot of volunteering at my uh, the Brandywine Valley SPCA, which is my local shelter. And I uh, sit with the dogs that are scared or shut down, and I get them to come out of their shell.
0: Aww.
1: So that's my that's my biggest thing. You know that that they know me there for is it's like oh I have a dog that's totally shut down, and we need you to sit with them and get them out. You know <laughs> I'm like okay.
0: You're the dog whisperer
1: i am I, that's what i do
0: <laughs> that's that's really, really cool, and I'm sure that you do that with people as well. You get them to come out of their shell because you have such you're so personable, you're so easy to talk to, and I can tell you know I think we have that intuition, all of us have that intuition. You know your your energy precedes you. You know, like when you when you walk into a room and just you have such a bubbly personality and you're so likable. So, that's, well, is
1: that how I've gotten to meet so many people? <laughs> <laughs> the, the light bulb that's goes that, off. That's a different. Yeah, when I was younger, that was a little different. But and when I was in school,
0: <laughs> yeah, it. You made mention that you know the middle school and high school years are so difficult and. Gosh, uh, I am I am not on the spectrum, but they were difficult for me too. You know, that's just yeah, that, those are you don't have to be on the
1: spectrum first to be hard. <laughs> oh gosh,
0: it's you couldn't pay me to go back. It's just it was nope, just nope. Oh, It's just so so hard. Um but I think for for those um and you can correct me if I'm wrong, please, that those on the spectrum that are quote unquote a little more higher functioning you know you said that you didn't get your diagnosis till you were 15 and so it's yeah. a little harder for those that are not as severe to to get a diagnosis and like you said back when this was you know years ago to get the diagnosis when not so much was known like the full spectrum, all of the the different nuances, I guess, of, of autism, um, for lack of better words, it was just harder to get a diagnosis. Now, once you did receive your diagnosis, what, what did your diagnosis like, did you use the diagnosis to retain any type of therapy or what did that look like?
1: It was, the only way that i was able to get the supports that i needed honestly yeah um because without that paperwork it has nothing to do with the label for me (laughs) um but it has everything to do with what you need in order to get the support and um you know just the the types of you know um the help that you would need in everyday life. Um, as an adult, for me, that was my big thing um, because I didn't get a lot of therapies when I was younger because um, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 15. Right. So, I, I mean, OT, like the occupational therapy, the physical therapy, whatever, it, it really didn't even get a chance to get in there because I was too old by that time.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: however, it was... A lot of the adult services that it helped me with, um, I was able to get um, the the services that I receive now, which are from Devereau CAP, mm-hmm. which is uh, the Community Adult Autism Partnership Program, which is why we call it CAP. Uh huh. <laughs> awesome. Um. Yeah. But uh, but because of the the diagnosis, I was able to get to the support. That they provided, um, and without my diagnosis, I wouldn't be receiving
0: them. Right, I've I've said so many times um, because I've I've heard some people say, you know, I I don't necessarily need to have my child be diagnosed. I know he's on the spectrum, but from my my viewpoint, has always been, of course, I know that my son is much more than a diagnosis, is much more than what you would call a label. Um, but if it gets him the support that he needs in order to perform better, to to, to live life to his Absolutely. fullest, then I'll do whatever I can to make that happen.
1: Exactly. And And honestly, the earlier the better because... Yeah you know, you don't want to wait for it, you know, you want all that support as soon as possible, yeah. and if that, if it takes a diagnosis, then that's what it takes, and, and some people may actually, you know, want to have the diagnosis, because, you know, it's, it, it defines who they are, you know, I, I mean, that's not necessarily me, at, at first it did, um, but now I've kind of moved out of that, um, into being more, I'm an advocate, but I'm also Erin, you know, yeah. that part of who I am but it's not all of who I am um and I know there are a lot of people um who may feel that you know oh I'm autistic and don't call me a person on the spectrum because I am autistic it's a part of me that's that's not my opinion Mm -hmm. um you know honestly I just say I'm on the spectrum because I want to avoid that argument yeah (laughs) um but I don't I actually disagree often with other people on the spectrum and their viewpoints because I have my own views um and sometimes I feel like, you know, people speak on my behalf and it's like, you um, know, I, I don't believe that myself. And I'm on the spectrum, too, you know.
0: Sure. Yeah. That, and that's isn't that the way it should be with just about anything in life? I mean, I,
1: I think so, too. I mean, just ask yeah. the person how they feel about it. As themselves, not, you know, how do you think other people feel? Because yeah, you can't speak to anybody else, you
0: know? Yeah, we all have had different paths in life and different things mm-hmm. that have shaped our viewpoints. And all Absolutely. the way from the time that we were born and being raised, the whole nature versus nurture thing, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, we're all very different. Um, we're just
1: saying, so each 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 person is just so unique, and you can't compare one to another.
0: Yeah, and you said it best. It's like, you know, you say that I'm, I'm on the spectrum because there there have been, gosh, the Twitter wars that I've seen online oh just disgust me because it's really, um, you know, s- someone said, you know, they'd rather be called autistic than a person with autism, like you said, and um, and it's just... Okay. It's oh okay yeah, and I really like, I oh, want to okay, get. Okay, I'll
1: respect that. I can respect that, but I don't personally feel the same way.
0: Yeah, that, and
1: that's how I respond.
0: Right, and and every person has uh, that's that's one of our freedoms that we have that freedom of speech, and but we we need to move past that. This is the way. This is right and wrong this it's not black and white you know well
1: and that's the hard part because you know especially you know that is part of being on the spectrum can be that you think in black and white mm-hmm. um, at least that you know and I used to be that way a lot more than how I am now um, and my, my parents have actually uh, worked very hard at, at helping me to understand that there is a gray area and not everything is in black and white um and that you have to keep an open mind mm-hmm. um just to really see these different points of views and and react in the correct way um because you know there are some people who will get very upset and it's like well wait a second is that what they meant it's like right. well what else did they mean? you know well think about it maybe this is what's going on with them it's like oh i never thought of it that way you know yeah and it just completely switches the, the whole thing around.
0: So, yeah, yeah it is. Uh, so, I think we all just need to be a little bit more open <laughs> just in life Absolutely. in general and not so set in our ways. It's, you know, at a very Especially early. Especially now. Especially. Oh, now. my goodness. Um, yeah. Because
1: now. This whole situation, I feel like, you know, um, people are very short-tempered and they're not themselves Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, of this whole pandemic going on and um, a lot of people have been, you know, having a hard time remembering just to forgive others and that we're all in the same boat, Yeah, you know, we're all just together and some people are getting upset or short-tempered and it's like, okay, all right, you, you have your fit. I'm gonna have my fit over here and then we'll come back together and we'll help each other. How's that sound?
0: Yeah. We just need to give ourselves and each other grace through all of this. Yes. You know.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't I, I, I mean I, I couldn't say it better. I really
0: couldn't. Well, and another thing that I I said, you know, and as for a lot of us are turning to social media and stuff because honestly, I mean that is kind of our social outlet right now. You know, it's like, there are many of us, and I, I saw, you know, you had a, a post online. It's like, I haven't had a personal touch. I yeah. haven't touched anyone for weeks now. Yeah. And yeah. that is so and important I, to us as as humans. Oh, my God. We need that. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. hmm I, I try not to think about it honestly just because every time I do, it makes me tear up. Yeah. Because... Um, the last time, you know, I, I saw my mom, we couldn't hug. Yeah. Um, the last time, you know, I, I saw her, I had to blow her a kiss through a mask. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just, it hurts so much. Your soul, it hurts, you know? Um, so, at this point, it, it's really just, as we need to remember that when, when this is over. Yeah. We need to remember to, to actually be with people and care for them and, physically be with people not just text them don't just you know don't just FaceTime be with them yes you know
0: absolutely and so it kind of brings me to a point you know about being social and you've made Mm -hmm. mention several times it's like you may not always be social but that doesn't mean that you don't want to be so, so, I
1: I tell people I'm a socially awkward social butterfly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my phrasing for it. I'm yeah. a socially awkward social
0: butterfly. That's, I've never heard it put that way, but that I makes that. so that's much sense. It really does. Right? It does. I, growing up, again, kind of talking about back to the middle school, high school years, I was mm-hmm. so shy, and a lot of people, when I tell them, that now they're like, <laughs> um, no, there's no possible way that you could have ever been shy, but um, it's not that it's not enjoying being social. Um, and you said your, yourself, and this I revert back to the article. It says, you know, you found yourself actually crying tears of joy when you received an invitation to go so somewhere, not because you wanted to go, but because someone thought of you. Yes. And I think that's so important.
1: Yes. And I've actually, um, my family, uh, lives out over in Kentucky, my extended family. Mm -hmm. Um, and often, you know, they're having all these, uh, family events Mm -hmm. where, you know, maybe it's a wedding or maybe it's a graduation party or maybe it's a birthday party or something. And at first, um, you know, for the first several years, I, I was just, you know, kind of out of the loop. And then more recently, I've noticed they start sending me invitations. Mm. They're just, you know, it's like, they know I can't be there. They know I'm not gonna be able to travel all the way out there every time. Yeah. Um, but they're sending me an invitation to join in and, and just letting me know that they're thinking of me still, even though they know I can't always be there. And that to me is So important. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm still, I'm still in their thoughts. Yeah. You know, and, and then that can extend over to all my, you know, local friends too. Sometimes they're like, you know, I know you don't stay up too late because believe me, I go to bed early. I won't admit exactly what time, but we know it's early. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and uh, they'll say, you know, I, I know you, you don't usually stay up this late, but would you be interested in you know going to this event with me? And I'll get back to them. I'll be like, you know what? Let me let me think about it. If I can get up that late, then then I'll do it. If not, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, you know, it means
0: so much, especially. It really does. You know, you think about. I've heard so many times. Just children, like younger children and birthday parties and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, a, as a parent, you want your child to have that experience and stuff. And even Absolutely. though, even though it may not happen that you make it to that birthday party. And have to turn around. And have to turn around. It just means the world to be invited. You
1: have the invitation. Yeah. It's, it's that... It's the inclusion. It's, it's not even the event itself. It's right. the inclusion of, you know, I thought of you. And it is a very powerful, you know, reminder of, you know, yes, I do care. Yeah. Um, so it, it's definitely appreciated. And I think um, people should be aware of that. And while I know people may extend the invitation and be concerned that, you know, it might not work out, um, don't. I would say don't be afraid because, you know, if they turn it down, they turn it down. But if they don't, then that's on them. You know, they, yeah. they can carry the responsibility of, you know, I'm going to make sure that, you know, my child is happy. Don't worry about it as the host. Yeah. You know, um, just know that we appreciate the thought.
0: Yeah. And you said, you know, if if you go to this birthday party and they don't turn the music down, it it's that that's on them and you know you've said before just because I'm able to do something doesn't always mean it's easy for me to do so I it's you know I I'm always very cognizant whenever I take my son you know to places or whatever I want to be able to to push him just a little bit you know there there may be some things in order to grow absolutely all of us i i know that i have been put through the fire several times and and so i think that that's where we we start to know our limitations personally Mm -hmm. you know this is but if we don't experience those things if we don't push our limits just a little bit Mm -hmm. then we'll never know yes and so i think that that's really really important um I know that so you can drive a car. But that yeah, probably was a little exactly. scary in the beginning, right?
1: And and I'm not able to go to every single place in the world. So I'm not able to get on the, you know, five-lane highway or drive into the city. But I can drive.
0: Yeah. And that and that you know? but it's not like you just Got behind the steering wheel and started driving.
1: Oh, no. My parents made sure that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh, imagine. I can't, they didn't I, think I was going to be able to. They actually um, pr- they uh, put it off. They, they would not allow me to get my permit for, like, I think about a year. Yeah. Six months to a year. And then finally they're like, okay, well, let's try it. Mm-hmm. And I did well.
0: That's I awesome. I did very well. That's that's a um, scary thing for I any parent. I, it's just I
1: stopped at a green light, but uh...
0: <laughs> but that's better than not stopping at all. Well, you know, I, I mean, not, well, you were just being well, extra well, cautious.
1: Yeah. so according to my dad, that was a little dangerous, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a scary thing for any parent. Is. Getting yeah. your child behind a steering wheel because you know that you're not in control anymore, and that as oh, mm-hmm. it, that's just it's a frightening thing, very very much so. Um, sure. And it's, but it's
1: also a great way of independence. Oh it's yeah, a wonderful way, and it makes you feel like uh, it just gives you um, that one more step you need to feel that you're allowed and able to do more. Yeah, not just driving, but You know, oh, okay, so I can drive, which means I can go to college, which means I can get a job, which means, you know, it's like, it's the taking away the, well, you can't drive, so maybe there's other things you can't do. Yeah. To go into, well, let's try it and see what happens. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, then we'll find another way to get around.
0: Yeah. But you tried yeah. it. You pushed the limits yeah. a little bit, you know, and and kudos yeah. to your parents too. That's oh, you know that's a that's a great thing, and just promoting independence. And not everyone, you know, may be able to drive, and that's okay too. But you exactly. know, just being able to kind of push it a little bit and um, mm-hmm. and just seeing and if what they happens. Can't,
1: yeah, if they can't drive, maybe you say, okay, well, they can't drive, but. Let's see if we can teach them to, you know, um, go and, and get a bus. Right. Or maybe, maybe they can learn how to ride a bike or, mm-hmm. you know, just little things. I mean, it, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Yeah. You know, so what's big to me could be huge to somebody else, could be nothing to another person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Um, yeah. And so there's there's one other thing um, that I wanted to to kind of touch on too before we kind of uh-huh. close out. Um, you know, a lot of people have said and. Th- Gosh, I remember when Alex was two. He was diagnosed at two and a half, but when he was two, everyone kept saying, oh, you know, the terrible twos or the terrible threes and stuff and meltdowns and tantrums and how meltdown is different than a tantrum. And at that age, and still even at that age, I'm like, okay, is he being a six-year-old boy or is this, you know, something, something else? Um, you've made mention that a, a meltdown is just as difficult for you to, to handle as it may be for for someone else because I know you know parents all the time are just like oh my gosh this is so stressful and stressful for our family but my goodness I mean it's for for you you're the one that's actually experiencing a meltdown and um so how I know you said that as you've gotten a little bit older you've learned certain calming strategies that work for you. Can you kind Mm -hmm. of describe some of those?
1: So uh, there's a couple things um, that can really help with the meltdown Um, but you know I might listen to like there's a lot of it where it's uh, prevention is is key Mm -hmm. Um, and trying to feel it when it's going to happen and and kind of prevent it from, from escalating to the point of a meltdown but uh, so I'll start with like you know listening to music or you know I might um, uh, I, I might do something like uh, pet a dog or I may stim um, with my mm-hmm. weighted blanket. I that the weighted blanket's been a dream for me. Oh awesome! Um, that has that has been preventing the most meltdowns. Um, it's the latest blanket. Now, not everyone, you know, it doesn't always work for everyone else because, you know, everyone feels differently about them, but for me, it's been a a big help. Yeah. Um, And then there's also the breathing techniques that I learned when I was, you know, in high school and going through the worst time of my life, Mm -hmm. Um, and and that has helped to to prevent the panic attack part of the meltdown. Um, But sometimes, it's just not preventable, and I just have to experience it, and people need to understand um, that it's not a, it's not something I want, it's not something I'm I'm doing to try and get your attention, it's something that I'm doing out of pure, uh, not knowing what else to do with myself, and not knowing how else to handle the emotion. Sure. Um, And... What bothers me more is, um, actually, a lot of times I, I've seen a lot of videos online of people, you know, um, of videoing their their children having a meltdown and saying, "Oh my gosh, this happened! I'm so upset." And I go, "Well, that didn't help them. Yeah. That that did not that did not help in any way with that meltdown when you when you recorded it. Um, because for me, if I would have been recorded, that is the most vulnerable I'm ever." Instead sure. of having a meltdown, yeah, and I mean, no one wants to be recorded when they're that upset, um, yeah. unless they're you know doing it for themselves. But um, but yeah, so I just want people to understand that I I wouldn't have a meltdown if I could help it, and I I need people to know um, that I don't want to upset people with yeah. it. You know, I'm, I'm actually doing the opposite of that. I'm trying not to, but it's exhausting, and after a meltdown, I need time to just relax because it's kind of like you know, it it, it just takes it all out of you. Oh, sure.
0: Oh my goodness. So, well, and
1: I cannot function when I'm when when it's happening either. Um, so, you know, when people are saying like, okay, just do this, just do that, do this, do that, it's like I'm not hearing you. I I need my weighted blanket. And I mm. need someone just to say I'm here when you need to talk.
0: Well, and that's that's what one of my questions I was going to ask. Like, what can other people do? Like, if you are experiencing a meltdown, do you verbalize <laughs> that? Like, I am having a meltdown now. Can you actually? I, I
1: can. Okay. Um, I I will. What I'll usually do um, actually is text or or message somebody saying, "I just you know I'm having a meltdown right now. I can't talk." Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, cause, cause most of the time people won't call, um, they'll just text at this point. But, um, but there was one time I remember being, um, in with my, uh, family, visiting family because of my grandpa, um, mm-hmm. had passed away and I was there for the funeral and I had been holding it together for a while. Um, but then at one point I just had to go into a room and I started, I couldn't stop crying. I just couldn't, it was a full-blown meltdown, and I I texted my dad, like, who was, you know, in, you know, the next, you know, floor down, and I said, could you bring me, you know, an ibuprofen, because my head hurts from all this crying, and my mom comes in, and she sits on the bed with me, and she's like, what can I do? And I just said, I need my weighted blanket, Mm -hmm. and so she's like, okay, let let me put the weighted blanket on, and I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And then she goes, okay. And, and, and I just, and I started venting to her. I was like, I, I, I don't know if I can go to the funeral. I'm afraid I'm going to have a meltdown at the funeral. And she's like, Grandpa, understand. He knows you a little better now. Now that he's, you know, where he is. And um, and, and it's going to be okay. He's, he's not going to be upset, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: And and just that it's okay. I'm not mad. It, we're going to get through this. Just calm down when you can. Yeah. You know, it's going to be okay. Just try not to get upset.
0: Yeah, so you remain know? calm for yeah. for yeah, the person experiencing the meltdown. And, if,
1: and and just show them the compassion, but but don't don't get upset with them. Get, you know, help them to understand that it's okay that you're doing this. Yeah. You just need to remember that it's going to pass and then once it passes we're going to deal with it. Yeah. We're going to deal with whatever started it in the first place.
0: You know. That's a really good insight too because that's one thing. Sometimes you just can't verbalize, you know, what you're experiencing and um Absolutely. It's a scary place to be because I've I've had panic attacks and I that's the only thing that I I feel like that I'm I may be able to relate as closely mm-hmm. to panic attacks are crazy, man. Yeah. I mean it they're they're intense and they um and it's so um but as you get older, you know, you learn coping techniques and also how to prevent them. You made a very good point with that too. Um so all all of it is important and, and all of it is just kind of educating. And I think that's what's most powerful than anything is that I'm so thankful that you know Podcasts exist these days, and that the social platforms exist in a way that we can all learn from each other. You know, Mm -hmm. hey, this may not work for you, but it worked for me. Maybe you can try this out. I mean, how great is that to be able to share that with other people? It's Mm -hmm. it's just really cool,
1: and that's what I you know want to try and do, and and that's that's my goal is to support other people in that way. but uh you know and of course I can only speak for myself like i said but if if it happens to help somebody else then then i've done the job yeah. you know um and i just hope that it can help and it's like i know maybe this won't apply to you but this helped for me you can try it if you want if it doesn't work i'm sorry i hope you find something else that does
0: yeah and at the very least it allows us to place ourselves in another person's shoes and mm-hmm. and i think it, that's the most critical thing um, because we just a lot of people just may not and i don't i don't say this meanly but may be ignorant to the fact that just because you know we don't know what we don't know and exactly so as much information as we can share and insight um, and knowledge on the topic the better and and,
1: and the other thing i have to say as a parent, for the parents, not not as a parent because I'm not a parent, but mm-hmm. I have to tell everyone, trust your gut as a parent mm-hmm. because not everyone's going to have the answers that are right for you. Yeah. Um, if you feel a certain way about something, go for it. You know, don't, don't wait for other people to confirm it or deny it. Just trust yourself because you know the situation. You're the one living it. You can do this.
0: You yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Um, well Erin, it's been such a pleasure talking with you and you're such a powerful voice and I hope that I'm I've been able to make your voice a little stronger and thank um, you. Thank you so much it's been for
1: wonderful talking to you
0: too. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for providing so much great insight, um, you know, to the autism community and keep up the great work and you're thank awesome. You. <laughs> so are you <laughs> thank you, well you take care and um, all right. you know, so, and well, definitely please keep in contact I consider you now to be a part of my autism tribe and I hope I'm a part of your autism tribe too and um, definitely. you know, stay healthy and stay well I was
1: just about to say the same thing, stay healthy and safe
0: <laughs> alright, thank you so much Erin It's important that we listen to those voices that can provide the personal experiences. There are so many varying opinions and oftentimes these opinions may not align with another person's opinions. And that's okay because autism isn't black and white. It's a spectrum. And we're all on different journeys and I'm so glad that Erin was able to share hers. Thanks so much for being a part of my army, my autism tribe. Stay healthy, stay safe, Remember to keep your chin up and I'll see you here next week.